0: Howdy folks, this is Rob Williams from the Nye County School District in Southern Nevada. I'm the Director of Technology and this is the Nye for Kids Technology Podcast. This particular issue is a little bit different. I don't plan to do this every week, uh, but the uh, tech tip this week is text heavy, doesn't have a lot of screenshots, and as a result, and it's also fairly long. So I'm gonna do this one as a separate podcast. Normally I'll just mention it in my weekly update um, podcast and memo. So this one is titled, Be Suspicious, Be be Suspicious on the Internet. So, um, and sadly, that's because this is the time of year for generosity, and unfortunately, it's also the time of year for scammers. We're entering that season of ubiquitous shopping, and therefore, we're all expecting email and text notifications about our imminent package arrivals. Here's a quick summary of this tip just in case you don't wanna to listen to the rest of it. Do not give out any information on the internet, okay? Do not give anything on the internet the benefit of the doubt. And be suspicious of everything coming at you from strangers, including strangers claiming to represent your friends and loved ones and companies you use. Be suspicious, be, be suspicious. Okay, so the first category here is social engineering. The definition of social engineering is the use of deception to manipulate individuals into divulging confidential or personal information that may be used for fraudulent purposes. So somebody text messages you, calls you, and they start asking you questions. Like, I get calls all the time with people asking for information about our district network, and I just always tell them, sorry, I don't give any information over the phone, and I don't give any information on cold calls. So that, that, and they don't stop. They just keep asking until I'm unfortunately forced to be rude and hang up on them. So if someone emails you, texts you, or calls you and asks any friendly way in any friendly way for information about you, your credit cards, your passwords, stop and think, wait, they called me. Okay. That part's important. If they call you and they're asking for that information, don't give it to them. Okay. Uh, for example, no one in the technology or information department will ever ask you for your password ever. If we need to access your accounts, we will ask you if we can reset your password. And then we might ask you what, after we're finished, we might ask you what you want us to change it back to when we're done, but we will not ever ask you for your current password. So if we are asking you for your password, be suspicious. Um, it might be, you know, Like I might accidentally ask you for your password and you are being suspicious and you say, yeah, I'm not really willing to give you that over email or through a text message or on the phone, Mr. Williams. Um, I'm going to go, oh, you're right. I shouldn't have asked you. I'm sorry. And then I'll thank you because you caught me making a mistake. Okay. Also, if you receive a call from someone claiming to be a service you use, maybe your bank, your credit card, the IRS, UPS, and they ask you to confirm your birthday or social security number, stop. If they are real, get their name and tell them that you will call them back using the phone number on your card or your bill or on their public website. Don't go to a website that they give you the address for. Go look up the company and use the website that's on that's registered to it on the web. Um, okay, the key is that you need to call them and then they can verify that it's you after you know you've called and pu- a published number for that company. Um, I remember a long time ago, I made the mistake, I actually called a company um, to do something, it was probably AT&T, and then they started asking me to verify my information, and I got really suspicious, and the guy said, you called us, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right, I'm being a dork, okay, it's different, if they call you and start asking, stop, if you call them, and you know who you're, that you're talking to the, the right company, you're okay. Social engineering is by far the easiest way to get private information from folks. It requires nothing but a friendly, persistent attitude. And when folks reach out, they reach out to you. Don't give them any information that isn't already public. Don't tell them your birthday or your social security number or where you live or when you're going to be gone. If you call them, it's a different situation. If you call them. Okay, so here's some popular examples of social engineering. You sit down to dinner and receive a call from Microsoft letting you know that your Windows computer has notified Microsoft that your computer is in danger of a critical failure. <gasps> no! They, of course, can guide you through a few steps to solve the problem, and they're happy to do it for free, maybe. They guide you through a few steps that most folks don't really understand because it's kind of complex, and they probably ask you to bring up the command line. And, um, but what you've done is that you've given them remote access to your computer, and they in the way that they fixed the problem, now have access to your computer all the time. They claim they fixed the problem, but they can then go in, access your computer, even if it's turned off, they can turn it on. Okay? Sometimes these companies even make you pay for that privilege of solving the fake problem, and they get your credit card number too. Very nice of them, huh? Okay, here's one of my favorites. The IRS calls you to let you know that you are in arrears and that unless you pay your taxes right now, the police are on their way to arrest you. Just so you know, uh, the IRS never calls anyone, ever. They'll either send a letter or a person to your door, but they're not going to call you and ask for money. Okay. Another one that uh, goes back to the first one about Microsoft is if you've been to a website that's uh, got some bad software on it, your computer might pop up with that uh, message that says, hey, your computer's in danger of critical failure, call this number, and it looks like a Microsoft website that's pulled up. Don't do that. Microsoft doesn't do that. They're not gonna ask you to call. That is a scam, and it's being perpetuated by whatever website you are on. And it looks totally real, so be really careful. I know folks who have fallen for that one. Uh, All right, another one, UPS calls your cell phone letting you know that that they can't deliver a package unless someone is home. You say, oh, okay, well, I'm gonna be home at uh, five o'clock tonight. and they verify your address, you know, you tell them the address, and then when you get home, you find that your house was burgled because they knew no one was gonna be home until five o'clock. So keep that in mind, okay? If they call you, be suspicious. Okay, next one. Let's keep your fingers off the trigger. This is a great rule of gun safety and it applies really well to the internet if you consider your mouse button the trigger on your computer. Before you click a link in an email, hover over it. It should show you where the link is going to take you. Be suspicious if it's a URL shortener, like Bitly or Google, or there are dozens of them. And be really suspicious if the URL doesn't appear to have anything to do with the person or company that sent the link, okay? I do send out links via Bitly all the time. I'm perfectly okay if people are suspicious. You reach out to me on Hangouts and say, hey, I read your email. It's got this link in it. Is it legit? And I say, yeah, it is. And then you can click it. That's fine. Okay, so let's pretend. Here's some things that happen with this. Let's pretend you click a link in an email or sometimes it looks like a file and you download the file. And then once you've downloaded the file, you click it. Uh, or you click the link and they basically do the same thing. They pull up a website that says, Hey, you have to log into Google or you have to log into your bank or you have to log into this to access this website. Stop. Okay. That is not how those companies work. This is likely a login password collection scam. So it looks, the login page looks just like Google's or looks just like Amazon's. You type in your login and password, nothing happens. You're like, Hey, what happened? And then, um, you type it in again and the second time you've typed it in, this time the website actually, the, the scammers actually take you to that particular site, whether it's Google's site or it's um, Amazon. But what they've done is, and you were probably already logged into that service so you didn't think it worked. Well, what happened was they collected your login information and your password for uh, that whatever that service is, whether it's Amazon, your bank, your credit card, um, if you click a link and it takes you to a login page, be suspicious, be be suspicious. Okay. And then this one is really in high use at this time of the year. So the scenario where um, hackers are sending messages that look like they're from Amazon or Apple or UPS or FedEx or any of those services where you uh, might spend money and they'll send you an email that looks like, Hey, track your package by clicking this link. And then uh, basically they take you to a website that might ask for a password. It might just say, hey, download this to track your package. You download it and it's an application. You click it, you install it, and it doesn't track your package, but it did install viruses and malware on your computer. Don't click links and emails. Okay, so be really careful there. Now, the other thing that's interesting is that there's now a lot of uh, social media d- data collection. So real people actually scour social media just looking for useful information. For example, a new employee at a prominent business like FedEx or Microsoft might be tempted to post photos of their new badge because they're really cool and they're telling the world that they have started a new job and they're really proud of it. Well, the badge has their picture on it, their name on it, their position on it. That's a lot of information. So two things can happen from this. Now the, f- the, the badge photo, the badge style, what it looks like is actually on the Internet, which means people can counterfeit it, okay? keep credential are counterfeit credentials for that business. Or they'll social engineer and basically what they can do is they'll call the company during normal business hours and they'll ask for this new employee. They'll pretend once they get to the new employee to be management and they know the person's name, they know the position, they welcome them to the company, they know that they're going to do great things for the company. And then They ask the person to do something that that person doesn't even know will compromise security because they're new. And of course, the new person does whatever they're told because, you know, they want to please the management. Oops. So don't post photos of your badges on the internet. Okay. And unfortunately, text messages aren't safe either. Okay, I'm sorry, folks, but more and more malware, viruses, ransomware, adware, etc., they're being spread through phones. Take a look at the text message that's in the um, in this. It's basically one that my wife received yesterday that says, um, "Hey, a friend has sent you something. Click this link to." accept it. It's like a photo or something. Well, if you click the link, it's going to take you to a website, which might be a login scam where they're trying to collect login information or uh, it could be a variety of things. So in the background, you click that link and it makes connections on your phone, connecting your data and sending it to other folks. Most phones have some protection. So you might get a warning asking if such and such can access your location or your contacts or your photos or your emails. Hopefully you said no. That link could also make connections with your email and photos and is now waiting for you to access those services on your computer. So it can install something onto your computer. Crap, right? So be really careful, be suspicious. Okay, so in summary, many of us think these attempts to get our information are obvious and that no one would fall for them. Keep in mind that we did a phishing test on our own network at the beginning of the year where we sent out a phishing email that looked like it was from the technology department 12 more than 12 more than a dozen people in our own school district typed in their login and password into that system and that was a false site fortunately for us it was a test so that's a dozen people just in nye county just in the nye county school district okay now imagine if a hacker sent out a million combined emails and phone calls a week At a 0.01% people fell for those 100 peoples would be victims in a week. Consider the paltry amount of effort that is required to send emails and have computers make calls a million per week is probably not even a challenge. So social engineering and ransomware and other types of malware malware are a trillion dollar industry. Yes, that's trillion with a T. It's not going away. Okay. This is, It's all possible and it does happen. Be suspicious. Better for you to be overly suspicious and um, inconvenience somebody or even yourself than to be a victim on this issue. Okay, so that's all that I have on this week's tech tip. Um, In the future, they usually will be embedded into the weekly update. You can reach me on Twitter at MrWTweets. Please send me feedback. I'm still learning how to do this stuff. Thank you.